everyone. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. It's really a great one. It's one of my favorites. Before we start, though, I want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, DT's Digital Marketing Service. Their owner, Darren, is awesome. So if you're looking for someone with paid to help you with paid social media, marketing, um, any digital marketing services, he's your guy. You can reach out for a consult at DT's Digital Marketing Service.com and Reach out to Darren, tell him we sent you. Enjoy the episode. My name is Darren Thomas. I'm the owner of DT's Digital Marketing Services. DT's Digital Marketing Services is an all-encompassing digital marketing agency. Um, we do everything from paid media ads. We also build out websites and landing pages. Our whole business is to drive conversions and leads and traffic to your website and to your business. So what led me to start this company was that people were coming to me, they're looking for ways to get the word out for their business, uh, to market their services, and they didn't have the time to do that, right? They didn't have the time to invest into building ads, building campaigns, building websites. So I created uh, DT's Digital Marketing to assist my clients and business owners with those projects. Some of the services we provide are website implementation, that's from design to the backend uh, coding of the site. We also provide reporting services on data analytics from your site. We also provide basic SEO, which is search engine optimization. We provide paid media services as well, when, where we create campaigns from scratch on channels such as Facebook, LinkedIn, Google search, Google display, YouTube, and also programmatic media. So if you guys have um, different campaigns you'd like to run on Hulu and all the different streaming channels, we can work towards building campaigns for that and also tracking traffic on that end. Once we have our initial conversation, our initial conversation is a free consultation. We go on to the strategy phase where I suggest, okay, here's where we either build your site, we build campaigns for you on Facebook, we build campaigns for you on search. I develop a media plan for you and where month to month, you'll see how much it will cost to run these campaigns on certain platforms and how much it would cost to build your website. Then we get the show on the road with grabbing all your credentials. I will then implement the campaign and the ads on your behalf, as well as implementing tracking. For more information about my services, you can visit DTSDigitalMarketingServices.com. If you're struggling with your digital marketing and you're not really sure where to start, I'm here to help. Therapy is a safe space. Space for us both to grow. Ooh. There's nothing that empowers me more with our community than just being who I am. Yeah. Hey everyone, how, you, how are you all doing tonight? Good. Doing well? Good, yeah. Good, good. Hanging in there or doing well? Doing well. No, I'm doing well. Oh, I like to hear that. Yeah. You know, we got to check in with ourselves first before mm -hmm. we do everything for everybody else. So, check yeah. yourself before you wreck yourself. Ha! <laughs> ah, ah, is that a song? Yeah. Check yeah. yourself. Before you wreck yourself. Come on and check. Okay, I was like, I was trying to find the rhythm in the in the melody. I was like, ah, I found it. But we found it. So welcome to Natural Ease. Um, I'm Tashara. Trina. Kima. And we are grateful to have this space to talk amongst each other yes. and for you to listen in. We don't yeah. take that for granted. So thank you so much for listening. Yeah, for, um, sure. for following us on all social media platforms at Natural Ease, E-A-Y-Z-E. -E. Yes. And today we are doing uh healing part two yes 
part two. And in this segment, we definitely wanted to talk more about, excuse me, healing and spirituality. Yeah. So we kind of threw that in there last episode, but we didn't really open it up. And, you know, I don't really know per se each of you you all's relationship to spirituality or if that has been something that has been healing for you or something you need to heal from or both depending on <laughs> where you thing. are at in your life so kind of want to just throw that out there first and anybody can pick it up when it comes to healing and faith or religion and spirituality what does that look like for you or what did that look like for you mm-hmm. well i guess i'll start um born and raised in the church um healing was, was born in the church Oh, probably in it too. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I gotta take that up with my mama. I'm done. But um, <laughs> done. um <laughs> but definitely born and raised in the church. Um, grew up with this idea, you know, that God pick you up, turn you around, place your feet on solid ground. So, who else do you need? Mm-hmm. You know. So, when there was any need of healing, I grew up with the understanding that you get the oil, you place it on that infected area. Come on now. You gather the saints, and they hum young Reiki though. And they, speak <laughs> in they, they speak in tongues and they lay hands and declare that whatever it is that you're feeling in your body or in your mind or whatever demon you have, we pray and hope that it come out. <laughs> and that's it. So you wipe yourself of that oil, mm. put your wig back on, zip up your jacket, and you go home believing that you're healed that's it and that's it no aftercare plan uh no follow-up just you healed and how did that work for you y'all go ahead and go to y'all because i'll take up this whole little 20 minutes (laughs) (laughs) but let's say it worked until it worked it worked until it didn't work okay Mm. it worked until it didn't work i think at some level that idea and and that belief was helpful because i believed it Mm -hmm. so that's the piece belief that's powerful it worked until it didn't work it so it, there, it, work. it was a powerful tool at some point at some point in time that's mm-hmm. powerful do you have a um similar story or i absolutely not really i <laughs> have a similar story my you caribbean ass was raised catholic you sit down stand up and uh-huh. the lord be with you and also with you like like that very basic i didn't really get to know God or the Bible until I was probably 21, 22. Um, and even then, I think this is kind of where um, some of my family members still get mad because I'm like, I'm not Christian. I don't consider myself Christian. I believe in God. I believe in God to my understanding. I believe in the Bible to my understanding. There's still some things I don't really agree with. And there's still some things where I'm like, all right, bro, I can see that. And I'm still (laughs) learning and growing on that journey for myself. Um, But I'm open to all. I've been to the Baptist church after a breakup and that helped me in a certain degree. I've been to the non-denominational, I call camp rock, I call it church rock. Um, I've been to that. I've been to, again, the Catholics, the Jehovah Witness. I I like to experience- Okay, Jehovah Witness. Right, I like to experience all of them because I wanna know what you know. Right. I want to know why you believe what you believe. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going to believe it, but mm-hmm. I, I believe in like taking a little bit from each one and making your own sense 
of self-worth and spirituality and understanding and connection with whatever you want to connect with. So that was my journey spiritually with healing. That's powerful. Yeah. And I love this because again, I don't think it's like a one size fit all thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, um, spirituality definitely was a sense of healing for most of my life and still is to a certain degree, um, based off of my perspective about God. Mm -hmm. Trina's story is funny about like, no aftercare plan, no real work after like this, um, interaction with God at an altar. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that for me personally, um, spirituality always was active. And so, um, when it comes to healing and faith, I think it, there's a both and not either, or Mm -hmm. like faith and religion is important. Mm -hmm. Um, or this like belief, but then there's the action piece mm-hmm. that um, maybe some churches or some practices don't um, portray mm-hmm. or um, promote. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, yes, like prayer or believing that there's this deity that's bigger than me, mm-hmm. that loves me and cares about me and wants me to be well, mm-hmm. but I have to want that too. And then do that action step. So what does action look like for you guys when it comes to healing currently? Honestly, it's just constantly checking in with me. Mm-hmm. How am I feeling? What is this bringing up? Why this? Why is this making me cry or making me angry? Why is it making me sad? Why is it making me anxious? Like curious going, questions. Yeah, asking mm-hmm. curious questions and going deeper with my emotions because sometimes we say with the basic three, like happy, sad, angry, whatever, right? But then there's like irritated, frustrated right? Loneliness, isolation. Like, why do I feel those particular feelings in this moment? What is this bringing up for me? So it's always like deeper work for me in regards to that. Like, why am I reacting the way I'm reacting? I'm always going to reflect on it. It's not to say that I'm not going to have the trigger and the reaction, but I'm going to reflect on it enough to figure out how I can be better. So that's kind of how I look at that journey for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. I would say for me, it's both in instead of either or, mm-hmm. um, meaning like either spirituality or therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, when I say both in, I mean like being able to understand, right? Mm-hmm. I think the hardest part about healing mentally and emotionally is that it's invisible, yes. right? When you break your leg, you break your arm, you break your nose, it's visible. You can get an x-ray, the x-ray or the MRI tells you exactly where the wound is or where the break is. Mm -hmm. You get a treatment plan, you get a cast, you get, you know, stay off your leg for 30 days, bed rest, whatever the case may be. It's, you know, there is a universal way of healing broken bones Mm -hmm. and springing ankles and all of those different Mm -hmm. things. But when it comes to our heart, our mind and our emotions, You can't see it. Right. Right. And I think that's why it was so easy to get undiscovered from the spiritual aspect. Yeah. Because no one talks about the therapist being the doctor that can x-ray your heart or who can do an MRI on your mind and tell you, like, here's the treatment plan. Mm -hmm. You know, so for me, it's having both of those two as my guide. My spirituality is my compass. It's that thing that lets me know, you know, am I in the right portal 
or am I outside the portal? Am I on the straight and narrow or I'm wiggling a little bit? And then my therapeutic journey helps me do the work. So that's what it looks like for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. Um, now, I don't know if you guys feel comfortable talking a little bit about what may be challenging for you currently or what you may heal, f- what you may need healing from now. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Okay. Talking a little bit deeper. I mean, <laughs> it's that core belief of I am not good enough. Right. And that can show up in so many different aspects. Right. Like my job. Oh, I, I didn't I can't help this person that I'm not a good enough therapist. Right. I I didn't do the enough work for them to be able to improve. Right. Family. I'm not good enough for them. I can't meet their standards. They complain about everything like friends like I'm not good enough. They always nitpick things about me or whatever. Or maybe because I don't want to be around them 24 seven. I'm not good enough because I need to be able to be around them 24 seven. Right. Like those unrealistic extreme narratives that I tell myself to just kind of bring shame to myself, right? Like, why am I shaming myself? Because I don't have the emotional capacity to be around people 24 seven. I don't, I don't got the spoons. I don't (laughs) got the energy. My social battery is really low, especially when I'm working. And I had to really understand that. And my therapist told me like, there are certain people, you can only be around them for certain days and certain times of the week. Can I afford it? And, and that's it. Like they just, you just need to understand that they don't need to know that you just need to understand that. So when they'd be like, Hey, let's go out this Saturday. And you know, I do not have the energy to be with your ass on this Saturday. No, I'm busy this Saturday, but how about next weekend? Right? Like doing things like that, as opposed to being like, girl, I can't like, you know, because like, that's a different way that somebody can take it. And that's what I would be doing. I would be like, Oh no, I can't. Or like, it's too much for me. And people would start getting offended and then they would nitpick and then it would just come back to the, I'm not good enough because I can't people please and be what they want me to be. Right. And I keep having to tell myself that's manipulation. People pleasing is manipulation and you have to be who you are. And if people don't accept you, you have to understand and feel that hurt but also know that there's other people that accept you exactly the way you are and you don't need to deviate from what's safe for you to make them feel comfortable. So it's just getting the piece of that with the, I am not good enough. No, I am good enough. I just can't be around this person 24 seven. I just can't deal with this type of particular family member or this type of communication, you know, just those layers of that. And it's been a journey. Man, I can relate, you know, for me, like that abandonment, mm-hmm. why family don't really rock with me the way that I want them to rock with with mm-hmm. me. Um, you know, there's funny, I was with Trina and I'll share this story. I was telling a client, I think it was a client or a friend. I don't know. Somebody. So, <laughs> I hate when that happens. I'm like, was it a client? Was it a friend? Was I talking to myself? Who was, was it? Was my therapist? It's probably all of us. Uh, or everybody. Every last um, <laughs> um, we went out to eat randomly at a restaurant yeah. and we walk into this restaurant and I see a two family members that I haven't seen in probably like 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. So when I was a child and I'm like, 
that's so and so. And I told Trina, and she's like, like what? Like kind of it's crazy. I'm like, I didn't even know they lived in Florida. Last time I <laughs> knew they lived out of the state. Mm-hmm. Long story short, so I go up to the person. I'm like, hi, are you so and so? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm Tashara. Mm-hmm. And their eyes like got big. Mm-hmm. And one of the family members embraced me as I imagined mm-hmm. you would when you see somebody that you used to right. be in a relationship with and haven't seen them in 12, 15 years. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was a positive experience. And the other one was kind of very standoffish. Mm-hmm. And I immediately took it personal. Mm-hmm. That little girl in me was like, why don't you like me? Why don't you love me? What's going right. on? Right? Lost- I was off. <laughs> I had to get out. Mm-hmm. And she had to become a therapist because I was like tripping. Mm-hmm. You know, and long story short, to summarize it, um, we ate. One of the family members came up to me and was like, hey, like, can I have your your number so we can stay in contact? Little me was like lit. I was excited. I was like, I have family. Exactly. People love me. Right. Um, and she's like, I was like, just text me so I could have your number. She's like, okay. That probably was a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. You think I got a text? Absolutely not. And it crushed my little heart. Mm-hmm. I was so broken. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how Um, And I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. I didn't realize how painful it was Mm -hmm. until maybe like the next day because I I was waiting for a text. Mm -hmm. Next day, I didn't get a text. And I had therapy and I was talking to my therapist and I was like, you know, I I was walking down the situation. I'm like, can't believe that I randomly, I'm like, who randomly bumps into family that they haven't seen in a state? They don't even know the person lives. Like imagine the emotions that I'm feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. And then like, you come up to me and ask me for my number to stay connected. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And then you crush me like this. And I took it very personal. And she said, when was the last time you saw these people? And I was like, at least 10, 12 years ago. She's like, so they don't know you to reject you. It's probably something with your parents or adult relationships from when you were smaller that you're, you, you're not aware of. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or you don't understand. But they literally do not know who you are mm-hmm. to reject you. You know, she helped reframe that for me. But that stuff still to this day, it hurts. Yeah. You know, so that's something that I have to constantly remember. Like, Tashara, people are not rejecting you. It's not personal when, like, dynamics change. Like, mm-hmm. I trip out. Yep. You know, until this, until this day is something that I struggle with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I would say that um, I'm healing from this idea that it's difficult to love me. Not that I can't be loved, but it's difficult to love me. And um, I've seen that theme play out a lot, especially in my uh, romantic relationships and my relationships with my fathers. And that's what an S. Um, (laughs) You know, I just want to make sure y'all heard me. Um, And, you know, I'm I'm so grateful for... um, this desire to be well and even more grateful for my therapist because it was by her help that I was able to realize where this message comes from and how I was carrying it for so many years. And, you know, somebody would look at me and be like, no, nah, Trina, what, think she did with Trina? It's easy to love her. No, nah, baby, I carried this whole idea that it is difficult to love me. And, you know, it came about, well, let's just say like this. I was um, born to a teen mom and um, during the times where she went to school, I would hang out at the corner store with my dad, who wasn't my biological father, but he was who I knew as my biological father because he met my mom while she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And um, so here's little old me walking around the corner store every single day, hanging out at the laundromat with my dad. And I could recall vividly 
this older woman and this older guy would come up to me and they would try to hand me money or like I'll be in the store and put in my little snacks on the counter, my little Davy cakes and Cheetos. And like, they'll try to pay for it. And my dad would be like, no, get away from her. I got it. And like, it just kept happening over and over again. And I remember like always feeling sad. Like I got my snacks, like my daddy paid for it and I knew that he could afford it, but I just couldn't understand. Like, these people are handing me money like they sneaking money in my back pocket. They are trying to, you know, pay for my snacks. And like every single time my dad would interject. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea that from that experience, my little self took it as like, it must be difficult to love me. It must be difficult to pay for things for me. It must be difficult to show this care because every time it's coming, my dad is interjecting. And I later found out that those people were my uncle and my grandma on my mm. biological dad's side. So my dad, it, with no harm intended, I'm sure he was just trying to protect me right. from like, I'm raising her. Y'all ain't got nothing to do with this. But right. in return, my little self was just taking it all in like it is difficult to love me. And mm -hmm. I've seen that play out in relationships. Oh, Trina, like you were good. You're this, you're that is me. Okay. So why are you leaving? Even if I chose to leave, like still right. why you're abandoning me. And mm -hmm. it just kept resurfacing this idea of like, people want to do good things for me. Why can't they do it? Right. It must be me. Mm -hmm. So that's the journey that I'm on with healing. Right. Yeah. And I love the fact that the three of us mentioned something that we still till this day, even mm -hmm. as big old therapists and, mm -hmm. and all educated in probably seven degrees or eight degrees in between all <laughs> of us, right? All these name, letters right? before and after yeah. our names, mm -hmm. we still mm -hmm. are human first, mm -hmm. right? And have things that happen from when we were young mm -hmm. that still, can show its ugly head right. in our adult life yeah. if we're not careful. Right. So I think in our first, um, the part one of this discussion, we talked about awareness. Mm -hmm. So imagine not having the awareness that right. you think it's difficult to love you or not having the awareness that family dynamics has significantly impacted the way that I relate to people or mm -hmm. not having the awareness that you feel like you're not good enough mm -hmm. and how that can impact us throughout or even our relationship together, mm -hmm. you know, as clinicians. Yeah. And even just seeing like how our inner child just flip things yeah. to make a narrative that's just completely out there yeah. because the adult version can look down and be like, how did you get this? Yeah. Like I would think like, I was like, how did the hell she get like, it's difficult to love her because they not, she not getting the money. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, I would see it like, damn, a lot of people love me. I'm getting a lot of money. You know, like, that's but how I would take it. it. But, but still, that like, like you know, like, okay, if I, if I see them people again, I know I got that lick. You know, like, that's how I would see it. Yeah. But it's crazy because my inner child with, like, the I'm not good enough, it surrounded this belief of I can only be loved if there's chaos. I can only be loved if I'm hurt. I'm, I can only be loved if I'm in the hospital or injured. I yeah. can only be loved in crisis yeah. because every time there was a crisis with me, my dad would show up. Yeah. My mom would be softer, uh -huh. right? My family would be more catering and whatever. A partner would start to show up, right? They, it, it's that it's crazy. It's like a negative reinforcement, but a positive reinforcement. Yeah. Like every time there's chaos, every time I still remember to this day, I got hit by a bike when I was younger and I don't remember. I remember crossing the street, 
but I don't remember getting hit. I just remember waking up and looking around and the whole neighborhood was looking at me. And I remember I stood up and I panicked because everyone was looking at me and I walked my ass home down the street. And I remember seeing my mom's face and like the pain and the torture in her face. And I remember thinking, oh, she loves me. She loves me, but also I did something wrong because now I'm like hurt and I'm tortured and I don't know what's going on because I didn't know what I looked like. I literally got up like a zombie. <laughs> like, you know, my teeth was like broken, everything. I was bruised. Like it was a really bad accident, but I just the adrenaline. I just got up and just walked away. But I specifically remember my dad was there. I remember my dad coming, my dad being upset, the guy being scared of my dad. Like I remember I was like, oh, I'm protected. I'm love. So every time something bad happens to me, that's how I get protection. That's how I get love. And that translates into my intimate relationships. Yep, let Absolutely. Me, let me fake some chaos. Right. So I can get some love. Bitch. Crazy <laughs> shit. Testify. Testify. Y'all see y'all see yourselves listen, in this conversation. And when I did like and I processed with my therapist and she was like, so it's like that damsel in distress. Yeah. Every time you're a damsel in distress, somebody comes and save you. That's the only time you're worthy of being loved. That's the only time you're good enough. And the only time you're worthy of being saved is when you're a damsel in distress. And she was like, bitch, you are not broken. You are not a damsel in distress. Stop creating chaos. You can just be loved the normal way. But when I'm just like chilling and I don't got no chaos, I'd be like, man, I need to start some shit so that man can show you he loved me. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I thank you for sharing because so many people I know can relate to oh, it, so many right? People. They may not have the the ability to make that connection or know mm -hmm. why they're doing it, right. but definitely um, from a narrative standpoint, mm -hmm. we hear all the time in, in therapy mm -hmm. of that chaos or this, this I, I love my abuser or, or I love someone who mm -hmm. continuously harms me and not understanding why it's right. so hard to break from right. that. Mm -hmm. Going back to healing. Right. right. And going back to needing therapists, right? Because your homegirl will say, girl, leave that man alone. Leave that woman alone. Mm -hmm. Stop talking to your daddy. Don't fuck with your mama. Mm -hmm. All of that. Right. But I think when you have that insight Sight, right that the reason why I can't stop the reason why I'm not tired of being tired is because yes. this chaos makes me feel wanted mm -hmm. it makes me feel loved right. it makes me feel seen mm -hmm. and a friend don't really know that no. right they just want you better they just want you out of the chaos mm -hmm. but a therapist can help you identify that message right and they're equally as bro they're equally as like traumatized. They got sometimes it's trauma bonding. Yeah. They'd be like, I've been through that too. Don't do this. Like they try to control it. Mm -hmm. And then then you feel like you're in a box because you don't get to be who you truly need to be because that person wants to control because of the trauma that's connected. So it's just so complex. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We want those that we care about. Even I think, you know, we've shared um in like consultations that we want our clients to be better and how challenging it could be even as a therapist. Therapist mm -hmm. to see your clients continue to choose yes. destruction, mm -hmm. whether that's they're in a domestic violence situation or they have this, you know, tumultuous relationship with parents or whatever the case is mm -hmm. that, um, you know, when you care that you do want someone to, to make healthier choices. Mm -hmm. But even with the awareness, I think this is a powerful piece that we still have a choice whether we want to walk down the healed and healing route mm -hmm. or if we want to continue the route that we've always been. Right. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But at least we're aware. At least mm -hmm. we're aware. Yeah. And sometimes it's cheaper to keep her. Right. Yeah. That whole idea of like Amen. you said, we have the, the choice to choose 
the path of healing or the path of chaos. And sometimes we just want chaos Mm -hmm. because we see how hard that road of healing is. Mm -hmm. So I think even in that level of awareness, like if you embrace that, don't complain about it. Right. (laughs) Sit in it. Right. Walk that thing with your head held high Mm -hmm. and your chest poked out because you know the choices and you're making this one. So don't complain about it. Right. Right. That's that. And listen, this is the type of talks people not having. That's no mm-hmm. honey. And you know, if I start saying don't complain about it, then you really shouldn't complain about <laughs> right. it. Right. I got go-to. all the patience in the world. Right. <laughs> my go-to is like, if you like it, I love it. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. So if you, if I'm saying that, just know, I know you're choosing this, <laughs> and you like it. I love mm-hmm. it. I ain't gonna listen to you talk. I ain't gonna answer the phone. We ain't gonna have twelve phone calls. Why? Mm-hmm. You didn't listen and you don't find the awareness and you don't want to change the first you two, don't three times. Change. So if you don't want to change, that's fine. But you're not going to blow my phone up 12 mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. to have this conversation yeah. about something that you know that you're not going to change. You know, yeah. so it's just understanding those complexities. And it's OK if you don't want that. But just be honest with yourself. Be congruent. Hello somebody (laughs) absolutely this was good this was a good conversation Mm y'all um at the end of the day we're human right and we don't have to be perfect Mm -hmm. it's about the awareness and making Mm -hmm. a choice Mm -hmm. right that's the accountability piece you just make a choice do you want to be healed do you want to walk on that healing journey or -hmm. do you not want to and if you don't want to that's okay boo right you like it i love it right that's okay too but don't be mad if people choose to shift the way that they interact with you Mm -hmm. based off of those choices that you made right right so especially when you identify that you're aware right you Mm -hmm. identify that you know what's going on exactly you know i think for me working with clients who are super aware is one of the most difficult tasks for me because yes you know everything sis you know everything bro so so why are we here right because therapy isn't to get you to make a choice Mm -hmm. i can't make the choice for you therapy is to help walk you to the door and you choose the green pill or the red pill Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know so pills i I mean okay (laughs) sorry next episode you know, it was trapped there. <laughs> That's hilarious. Trapped there. Y'all know what I want to be in my That's life. Real. That's real. Talk about healing. She's yeah. still on that journey. Y'all. Still on that journey. Right for her. Tell me if y'all we'll knew. see y'all next time. <laughs> my name is Darren Thomas. I'm the owner of DT's Digital Marketing Services. DT's Digital Marketing Services is an all-encompassing digital marketing agency. Um, we do everything from paid media ads. We also build out websites and landing pages. Our whole business is to drive conversions and leads and traffic to your website and to your business.